What's up, everybody? What up, y'all? How you doing, Mr. Bruce? Mr. Uh -huh. Tim Green? How y'all well, doing? We had several people jump on quick tonight. Yeah, we did. Sweet. Thomas what? Potter, what up, brother? What's up, brother, with the scratch and sniff panel there? That was funny. <laughs> that, that, that I must have missed it because I've been I ain't looked at Facebook hardly so, at all. What up, Green? So one of one of Thomas's he posted a photo of the customer, like the back of him. He's so close, like he's on his oh, knees yeah, against the like door. This. I'm like, what would you tell him? It was a scratch and sniff or something? Or? But man, people uh, be people. There's Mander. She's been give her a shout out today. She's worked yes. her ass off. State Farm. Yep. She's been on phone with State Farm three times. There's 30 post-it notes up here from the day alone. Uh yeah, it's been pretty nuts. So it's like you see that. <laughs> That's just some of them over there. <laughs> what up? What up, Brian? What up, Alejandro? Uh yeah, it's been a little hectic here. Of course, we lost to John Yeager to uh, the guy we're going to have on tonight. I'm not salty or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we got uh, – Matt Myers came came in, stepped up. Matt's, uh, you know, be transparent. Didn't know what kind of tech he was. Just knew him, great guy and stuff. So, it's like give him a shot. And he's exceeded expectations by far. I want to give him a huge shout out. He's killing it. So I figured he would. Oh, yeah. I figured he's a great guy. Like, so you just never know tech wise what you're getting, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And we had to talk as far as I was like, hey, I mean, the dents are, it's easy hell, thank God. But still, I was like, hey, if you get to a point where you feel like it might get messed up, just stop and I'll come over and fix it. We ain't, even, I ain't had to fix anything for him. So. Well, you know, you know how it is. Like, when you, you, you're fairly new to something, even if you've been in it for a while, like, like when I actually went and chased that one time mm -hmm. and I got out there, I know my quality. But you're, you're like, it's in the back of your head. Okay, I got to prove to this person what I am, but I, I don't want to screw up. And so, you know, you're fighting that at least through the first job. And then you're like, let's go. Yeah. So I just want to say, you fix it? You mean call Brandon to fix it? <laughs> I know how to fix dents. <laughs> I fix them all the time. What up, Lee? How you What's doing, up, brother? Lee? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, got another great show tonight. Um, yep. Speaking of hell, we got one that knows a lot about it. A lot about it, and uh, like I like I put in the promo and all that. That you know, uh, Ryan's been around a while in this industry. He's 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 one of those that I, I just I don't know him personally. This will be the first time really getting talked to him. But he's still just over the years me seeing him, social media, all that kind of stuff. I know he's a staple in this industry. Okay, absolutely. To me, it's it's somebody who's who's been in an industry for a while who has made a mark in it to me that's somebody who's who's a staple in the industry so that's why i labeled it that way um because he's got a lot of knowledge in it um, and he's helped a lot of hell guys network with that 300 advantage meetup they had and you know yep. they were having and stuff that's where i think john yeager and joe mathis actually met at one of those and now they you know chase pretty often together and stuff so that's that's cool yeah was it a meetup for midgets or something? Was that why John was there? <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. The other day, the other day, like, I'm only like two inches shorter than you, asshole. I was like, with your uh, hair, like the hair don't count. <laughs> oh, well, Melissa, how you doing? Hey. So, uh, yeah, let, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get him on. So, absolutely. What's up, what Ryan? Up? Hey, fellas, what's happening? Oh, Not much. You know, we're trying here. To, <laughs> chugged a cup of coffee, trying to keep it going. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a long day here. I, I stole one of my daughter's Dr. Peppers to give me a little caffeine for the show as well. Nice. Boost. You had a you had a busy day just kind of at home trying to collect everything, didn't you? Keep everything going. 
Yeah, I, I spend most of my time on the phone. I've, I've realized as soon as I leave the house or not the house, wherever I'm at, then things start to fall, not fall apart, but I'm better off managing than I am running around doing. If I park myself somewhere, things stop. Right. Yeah. I think that's been the hard part for me and Brandon with these hailstorms. Like we're the technician and the, you know, the management mm-hmm. per se. And it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a grind. Well, Even well, when you when got it, people in place, it's still hard. You know, when it's a, when it's a storm that, especially like a local one for our shops, um, but it's not really big enough to, to call people in, but the way that insurance is right this second, especially state farm, it's, uh, that's where most of your time is spent. And it's just, it, man, it's just taxing. <laughs> yes. Luckily, like I said, I'm blessed with Amanda. She stepped up, especially this week with Ray being on vacation and handling all that. Uh, shout out to Brittany Pope. She's uh, so Ray knows CCC. We don't know CCC yet. So Brittany's been handling our, she's logging in our CCC and making all that happen. So I want to give her a shout out too. Awesome. So, so we're blessed to have a lot of great people around us to help us out through all this. It's awesome. What about Josh? Josh. <clears throat> so anyway, um, yeah, I don't, Ryan, I don't, I've never met you in person. Of course, this MTE, I know you were there, but we never ran into each other. Uh, that, but that was only my second MTE, <laughs> just because I'm one of those who just put it off all these years. Right. Um, but, you know, glad to have you on here. Uh, you know, we're all about getting to know you on a personal level, especially outside of the PDR world. You've got a pretty good hobby, but before that, we also always want to get to know how you got started in this industry, sure. you know, just a brief synopsis of it and to where you are now. So, yeah. Um, so I was a painter. I, you know, I started painting in my dad's shop when I was 16 and joined the military in 86 and they found out I could paint. I went in as a mechanic and the painter that was there um, went on home for his wife was pregnant. So, they said, you can paint? I said, yeah. So I ended up painting construction equipment for four years. So I didn't really learn what I went in for, but I kept painting. <laughs> when I came out, I kept painting um, until 2001 when a hailstorm hit St. Louis. At the time, was the biggest hailstorm ever. It was massive. And uh, we had some PDR guys at the shop there. Boy, I talk about some characters. Um, <laughs> but looking back, I mean, that's the way it was back then. So, But um, over the next year, as any painter would – you kind of pick up, you know, you, you get a tool and, and I had on the job training for a year and I was fixing rails for them that they couldn't finish. Um, this was right when glue came out. So they were doing the okay. best. They could. So they trained me. And then in 2002, I got a phone call to go out and um, I went out and made the best of it and worked as hard as I could all year until August. And then it was like, I was by February of that next year, I was broke three months behind on my mortgage. I was like, I was selling my old tools and it hailed in the only dealership I did in February of 03. And I I mean, we're talking 03 Cavaliers and Malibu's perfect Colorado's. I mean, you can't get much better. And it was perfect. They say there's no nickels. I'm telling you, there was some nickels. (laughs) Me and a couple friends fixed all of those cars. And then that sprung me into an account, um, St. Louis Dent Repair. And I started doing it locally and it hailed every year until 07. And in 07, I hit the hill trail and started doing my thing. Um, there was a storm in 06 where I had hail in 03, 04, 05, 06. And every year I learned the technician base. You never like you never know what you get. So yeah. then a guy named Kirk Stanton and somebody introduced me to him. And he 
he came in and I ended up giving him a person. We split the deal basically. And, and I actually made more money that year working with him. It was, you wouldn't think that, but because he yeah. handled the techs and I could go out and sell and, and expand. And, and I, I realized there was, um, there was a model there and Kirk still does it too. So I started doing the same thing and that's where the hail company came from. Um, started working with local techs awesome. and, and then just, yeah. In the meantime, it's funny. The first couple of dent guys I met, I remember it's, I'd add them to my phone. I'm like, what's your name? He'd be like, Andy Patrick. And I would be like, dent Andy Patrick. <laughs> and then last name would be Nashville. And then company would be Tennessee TN and T E N N. And then if I ever needed something in Tennessee, I'd type in T N N. There'd be 16 people. Um, if I need a dent guy, just dent and it's. Yeah. That's awesome. And I over like the years, it. I, I have over 3,000 numbers on my phone of just PDR. It's insane. Wow. It's insane. So that kind of just kind of, you know, developed on its own and it turned into a full on um, business model that, that worked well for me. Awesome. That's what awesome. Uh, what branch of the military was you in? I was in the Navy CVs. Okay, nice. Not the SEALs, the CVs. <laughs> Instruction <laughs> Battalion is what it stands for. Um, we were the engineer corps. So we'd go over there. We weren't on a boat. We'd go over. If there's a war or something, the CVs are the ones that go over there with the Marines, and we build the barracks. We build the runways. We build the hospitals. And then in times of peace, we usually go to third world countries and help build hospitals and stuff like that for them. So nice. Well, thank you for awesome. your service. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So John Wayne made a movie called John Wade and the Fighting Seabees. It's a it's a good movie. Let's check it out. Now. <laughs> <That's> a, yeah. <laughs> you said you joined in in eighty uh, six. Yep, February of eighty six. Oh gosh, you made. I was it. four. I was I was seven. I was I dropped, eight at all. I dropped out of my senior year and. And I'm not going to – I mean, I could be honest on this show. Back then, dude, in 86, I was I, – yeah, I, I was, you know, smoking, just doing whatever. I remember sitting in my classroom one day going – I physically remember going, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I don't even know what class I was in. And, I mean, I had my jean jacket on with my Levi tag with the 22 shell in there. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking, I don't even know – I mean, I had straight A's till 10th grade. And then 11th and 12th grade, I was kind of – we moved and things went sideways and so i quit i quit high school um february of my senior year and i was in the navy like a week later nice got, nice. My, got my ged in there and uh i mean i i was i wasn't dumb i just school wasn't for me hey, i'm the right there way. with you yeah i did the same thing yeah that was me i i graduated and graduated in that following january i went to marine corps i was like i gotta get out yeah. of here like do something so that's all thank you too how long were you in for i just did four years and got out I yep. ran. If I'd had, if I'd done, if I had to do it over again, I probably would have picked like Air Force or something. They have, yeah. you know, but I had to be the stubborn one. I'm going to be Marine Corps and be hard headed because my grand, granddad was retired Air Force. And my great uncle was retired Navy. So I had to like show him up or some shit. And I regret that every day. <laughs> I, I was going to join the Marines, but I couldn't fit my head in a jar. So just... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, I, so I had to go anchor uh, clanker. That's what my granddad Did you go to San Diego for boot camp? No, nah, I was went to Paris Island. Okay. All right. We were in San Diego. We could see the Marines on the other side of the runway over there. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Nick Nick and Ryan and Matt's watching the show. I don't know if he's still here, if he left. James is on. <laughs> what up? Bernard. Mr. Bernard, Brendan Yeager. And we have a Facebook user, so I always said he, he said he saw CB's stuff all over Navy bases. Don't know who that is. I don't either. But... No telling. 
Click the link. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's awesome. You were talking about a uh, 03, you got your first hailstorm up there or whatever. That's when I was actually at Dent Wizard. I was in St. Louis in 03 for Dent Wizard training. Okay. There's a lot of people that learned that year. So you talk to a lot of people in the business, yeah. and they'll tell you between 01 and 03 was their first years. Okay. Because of all the hail. Yes. It was yeah. coming in time. They sent me straight to Memphis afterwards, and I hated life for a minute. <laughs> On a route in Memphis, I was like, what did I do to piss y'all off? Like, why here? <laughs> Is that where, you, where are you from? I'm from Dixon, from where I'm at now. So, yeah, they sent me off to Memphis and then came, worked at the auction out here in Nashville and then quit and then came back and did it all over again, and here I am. <laughs> all right, were you there at that auction in, was it 12 or 13 when the hail hit? So I was, I came back in 2011 and it, yeah, it hit over there, but I didn't get none of it. I was at CarMax hating life. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that's awesome. Like, like Brandon said, it's, it's cool to have you on staple of the industry, I believe too, for the hell side of it and everything. I've always, I didn't know you personally for the longest, but uh, John Yeager, one day we were talking, he's like, yeah, Hampton, and he's talking highly of you. I was like, well, if you're cool in John Yeager's book, you're cool in mine. So John is definitely a good source. I mean, it's like the seven things of Kevin Bacon. If you, if John, if somebody's got a problem with John, they probably are the ones with the problem. Yeah, they need to look in the yeah. mirror. Absolutely. <laughs> you, and I've learned over the years, it's not just John's one of the best people out there, but there's other people I know too in and you do as well. Like if there's if there's something funky going on, there's pretty good chance you know which way it's coming from. No, oh, absolutely. John's yeah. a good so that's one good got, thing. They got, they got several movies out with him in it called Ant Man right now too. So. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I I love messing with John. I'm, I'm nuts over him, huh? dude. I. I'm nuts over him. <laughs> oh, he, he's great. I love him. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, you didn't catch that. I did too. Sorry. <laughs> I mess with him. There was a, that 2020, that 2020 hailstorm we had. There's an F-150 in the shop, and he's up on his quick bench working on the door. And I just looked over and started laughing. And like, like you gotta have a quick bench to work on the door, dude. <laughs> hey, and he's he's the perfect roommate for MTE because he'll pay you for half the room, and then he'll never be in there. Yeah, <laughs> he partied like a rock star, dude. He'll, he'll sleep during the day and party all night. That's John. John and I met. Man, I think it was. 2004, 2005, we were at MTE and uh, we were sitting down there in the old, the old MTE place. We're at the bar. No, the, we didn't meet in 2004. We knew each other in 04, but we never met. We met at MTE in 2012 or 13. We're just talking and one of us goes, What's your name? I know. We both service the same body shop. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And so when the hills, I was like, you know what? You take it. He's like, no, you take it. I'm like, yeah, you have been buddies ever since. So I took it. That's him so out. funny. That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how me and John met too. And I took the shop, body shop as well. So really? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. John's, John's a great dude. I'm, I'm lucky. Oh, yeah. With all, I got four different body shops, five body shops around me were servicing and hit and miss. Josh Hilton has been one kind of like off the beaten path. And then mm-hmm. John is servicing all four of them, and he's just bouncing shop to shop, and he's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was telling me today he had a lot of running around to do and stuff. I was like, dang. Yeah. You could be sitting here at his air-conditioned shop and close to I home. Told him. 
That's why I text Ryan. I was like, hey, I, I said, I've tried everything I can to keep John here. I got air conditioner in the shop, but it still ain't working. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, he's, he's, there is some running to do, but the shops here, we're getting, you know, the cars, the damage is good. It's, they're good number of cars. Yeah. So not too heavy. It's not, it's perfect, perfect damage to get the right numbers on it to make it worth his while. Yeah. Right. I think he's very loyal. Next, so. Yeah. I'll have this guy back next week, too. What up, Hefe? He's coming back home. So. Hefe. What's up, fellas? So that was Stephen Dyke earlier on the Facebook yeah, user. Up, I don't Steve? know who this new Facebook user is, but y'all go click the link so we can see your name. It's in the the uh, description. He was a St. Louis guy too, was he? Mm-hmm. I've not got to meet him in person yet. We've cracked back and forth on comments on Facebook and stuff. He's hilarious, but I didn't get to actually meet him in person. Super funny. He moved to New Orleans, I think, or Louisiana, New Orleans. Yeah, somewhere down there. Yes, down near close to me. Where are you at, Brandon? I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Right. Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. Oh, what up, Mr. Far Mr. South as you can go in Alabama. What's oh, his, his you wife would, knows you would assume click. that Gene <laughs> would know how to click the link. His wife does, but he does not. <laughs> <laughs> what up, David? Oh, yep, man. you got it. You're good, brother. Yep. Got Mr. Mark Yeager ain't seen him in a minute. How you doing, brother? Any relation to John there? Oh, yeah. Uncle, right? Yep. No, that's his brother. Mark's his, his brother. brother and no. Brendan's one of them. I don't know. We we have so many Jaegers that follow. There's so the many Jaegers, crazy. What's up, but. Doug? You got a lot of people watching now. You're a popular oh, dude. Well, now now your name's showing. So <laughs> you <laughs> did something, Stephen. I don't know. How many times I have to click the damn link? Every time. Gene <laughs> doesn't cuss. So <laughs> I talked to Gene one day last week and. He said, I forget how exactly how he put it, but basically he's like, Boy, I'd never lose control, but I just bop. I'm like, Whoa. He's a ginger, man. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we just snap. We call it ginger snaps. <laughs> it was, uh, but he, Gene, if he knows, like we we're talking about, if something's wrong between John and somebody, you know, there's a problem on the other end. And um, with Gene, if something, if he's upset about something, you probably just need to start apologizing. Right? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. he lets everything slide. Yeah, what's up, Leah? There he goes. He figured it out. There it is. Oh, you're good, brother. Yeah, uh, I noticed they were doing a car show this weekend and had everything set up and stuff. That's real cool. I've been wanting to do that, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet. I just keep saying I want to do it and it never happens. Was that his car show? I saw the video. I don't know if he kind of sponsored it or whatnot. Uh, Gene, put in the comment. Did you sponsor that or did you you set that, the whole thing up? But that's smart having it in the parking garage like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not really, because if it hails, you have 400 customers, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Captive audience. Right. It, it, it's been crazy down here. We've been hit three three years in a row. So, uh, yeah. That's first year was terrible. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I wasn't a part of that first year. Yeah, two years ago, you, it was horrible. That Bossier City Shreveport storm, is that what hit you also? Same storm? Uh, no, these are just little ones that spawned up. Now, the one two years ago was the one at Orange Beach on, on the beach down there. It was four and a half inch hail. Oh, that, oh, that nice. was, yeah, yeah, I ain't sponsored. Yeah. That's cool. We've seen some uh hail come up here from that. It was absolutely, it wasn't even, it was more, it was like a wreck. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were fixing it, but they're crazy. They see, show me pictures. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> knocking down the high spots on that stuff. I mean, it was, <laughs> The pa- power PDR box comes in real handy really? and, and great technicians, you know, yeah. helping out. Yeah, Fred Delaney knocked it out of the park with you. Yeah. I had Fred here with me at my shop. I had four guys at BMW. 
uh, or my BMW uh, collision center, but, uh, you know, they would replace it, the stuff down there, but here now nah, we replaced one hood and everything came out great. Now that I, it, if I was writing everything as, as well as I am now, <laughs> two years ago, Oh my gosh. You $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why would I, you know, why am I getting such great money on this gravy stuff now compared to that crap? Yeah, yeah, even but, last year, I went down there and helped Brandon last year and I'd see the estimate and like, I'm sitting there looking for more. Like that's, that's, that's it. Like what, where's the rest? <laughs> it's yeah. there. It's, and it's fair. So we just got to oh, absolutely miss it. Yeah. 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 So, Andy would be done by, we, you know, sometimes we'd be done half a day and it's, you know, six, eight thousand dollar job. And it's like nice. Smoke through it. Yeah. That's kind of how this is kind of like that storm, but it's a lot more of it. They're more peppered. So, yeah. But it hit the Walmart. That's all we needed. That's a bitch hit the Walmart and we were golden. Man, I remember when we'd go chase storms, you'd see the stuff on SBC, but. You still didn't know for sure, so we drive to the small town. The first place we would go to Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> right. And if there's if there's thirty to forty percent of the cars have damage on it, you know you're you just wait by the body shop in the morning at seven fifteen when that old man comes walking up. Like, hey, excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like more, but it used to be yeah, it used to be that easy. I think ours is going to be something that trickles in all year because people—it's taking them several days to even see their damage because it's so small. So I'm hoping it's one that trickled, you know, trickle all year long and just keep it rolling. So well, here's another thing I realized this week, last week was, so you know, when you get hail at home, I always tell everybody you're going to have hail the rest of the year. You just will, even if yeah. you have three or four accounts that have two cars a month. That's eight cars a month. I mean, you're going to have hail all year. But this year is very interesting because, as far as I can remember. I don't know another year with this much hail. And May and June are the biggest months, so we're we're not even into the bubble. No. Yeah. It's still hailing in tech because the hail starts south. It always mm-hmm. starts for Houston and Dallas, and then it works its way up to the north. And when Minnesota gets, if they're in the outlooks every day, then you know it's passed you by for the most part. But in the beginning, you get some random storms up north, and the, and then you get some random down south. But for the most part. The, the whatever you call it, the weather pattern is the same. So the the storms are still smoking Texas, and so the yeah. mid storms really haven't begun yet. And then, so if you think about how much hail is out there right now, not only are you going to have hail all year long, but if you live in Omaha and you didn't get hail, you're probably going to get hail cars because every other city has. Right. And most local companies across the country. I, I bet you'd be hard pressed to find one that hasn't seen a hail car say, "Yeah, I got a hail car come in that was in Virginia or it was in Louisiana." Yeah. So this it's everywhere this year. It's oh, you can tell we didn't. I don't think me and Brandon even got house the family text when we got hail. Like we've been broadcasting that we got hail, yeah. and then you got to house the family doing. <laughs> like I said, they're not big enough for people to really. It's not big enough to show up on a map, but it's perfect for a small shop because, yeah. I mean, I have basically put all regular. I, I'm scheduled once. All these are approved and stuff. I mean, it it's going into August, you know. Wow. Um, so, say I have a hard time saying no. Like we we're scheduling pretty heavy every week. We're scheduled probably till the end of June, but I'm I'm trying to get as many as I can because I'm that one. It's like if I don't get them taken care of, they're going to go somewhere else. I'd just rather get it in here and get it taken care of. So, get the keys. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So, and right. the only problem we've had is State Farm, like just slow rolling. It's you know three to five days, which I get there busy and stuff, but 
other than that, Farm Bureau, if they come in with Farm Bureau, I'm like, just leave your keys. We're going to repair it after this. And like, we're done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, State Farm, I'm like, it might get done this week. You might have to come back. I don't know yet. Are you getting a lot of virtual stuff, or are you still seeing a bunch of adjusters? Uh, virtual. Everything's pretty much email. Uh, Geico still has an adjuster in the field, but he's I'm blessed with a great Geico adjuster. He's worked really good well with us. He was happy to know there's a dent shop in town, so he's actually been, you know, kind of helping people with that. And then uh, – Manna, yeah. Yes, a lot of virtual. We got one state farm to do a virtual. Like, we had the customer tell them to do the virtual through our shop the other day. It's the easiest state farm I've had. Like, it took five minutes, and the approval was there immediately. So, really good. Yeah. So, we're going to start steering customers to tell them to have their virtual done here for state farm and then roll it that way. Yeah, we've seen almost all virtual up here. Well, I think progressive is still coming out. But me personally, I haven't seen one adjuster at all it's I've, all had, crazy, I've, had, it? I've had them call me and um hey is the is the car there I'm like no if i'd have had them drop it off it'd have been here for a month already before i heard from you <laughs> and uh he's i said he's like well i'm scheduled to come out there he said i didn't figure it was out there i said no but i sent in you know great photos and everything he, i'm just gonna work from that it may be a fifty to hundred dollar difference, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, John, and when John came, he shows how to get great pictures of damage. We're not marking up damage if it's one for my body shop. I'll mark it up because they want to mark it up. But for us, we're just taking good. He showed us how to get really good pictures of the damage, and that's we're not having any issues. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always learning. If I'm not learning something, then I'm with the wrong people. And and yesterday, I just followed John and said, Hey, I'm going to spend the day with you. I'm going to write everything you write. I want to know how you're riding your cars because because dent guys are like snowflakes, not snowflakes. But they <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> for the most part, they, everybody writes their own estimate. I could write an estimate for Brandon, and and then you come to fix it, Andy or Brandon can write one, and you'd be like, dude, how do you? What yeah. do you, you know? Where you missed the oversize? And he's like, well, you missed a double panel. Well, you missed R and I. The everybody's different. So if John's going to be running around, the least I can do is is write for him, mm-hmm. um, because when he first got here, I wrote up a nice car, and he. He, he said, well, I would have gotten like twice on this panel. So um, so I followed him around and, I, and he showed me how, you know, the camera thing. I'm like, that's actually smart. And, the, you know, shop supplies and just little things that are in there that are available. And, um, yeah, it makes good sense. If you write a good estimate, it's fair. You're not trying to gouge somebody. They'll eventually trust you and you'll get it. And the money is there to be to do it right. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm gonna back out and come back in. My screen's like super close. I can't hardly see nothing. I'll be right back. Double, just double tap. Just lightly double. There it goes. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Trust me, Mac, I went through that Mac when problems. I first got my iMac. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, we'll kind of move into uh, since we're almost halfway through the show. It flew so, by. So right. you know, how are you married? How long? Well, I know you're married, but. You know, how long have y'all been married? How many kids y'all have? Uh, just kind of go into your family life on, you know, kind of let everybody get to know you on a personal level here. Yeah, I'm married. Um, we got married in 2007. So this would be, we married 16 years this December. Um, four kids. My oldest is 24. My second oldest is 23. Uh, my daughter uh, just graduated from high school last Friday with all oh, nice awards and scholarships. Awesome. Awesome. She starts college in August, and then my 14-year-old, my little mini-me, she's something else. Um, yeah. <laughs> witty and uh, 
snarky, but she finished middle school uh, yesterday. Was her today was her first day off, so yeah. she starts high school next year. And yeah, my wife is a she's a nurse, but she doesn't really work full time. She works at the school. She subs for you know, there's like four different nurses, and she she'll sub for them and do that. And she's a housewife, takes care of stuff around here. And um, awesome. Yeah, we have a pretty good, um, pretty normal family for the most part. Of course, I do hail and. I also, since COVID hit, you know, I was home a lot more. So it's funny what COVID did to me because it changed our family dynamic. It made me realize, I hate to say this, but you realize how much time you're really gone. Yeah. And, and you, you hear people say, you know, just stay home with your family, family. And but you have to work. You have to chase hail for a living. And people say, well, in the old days, you know, guys would chase the railroads. They would be going on the railroad for years with writing letters at home or they'd be doing whatever, you know. So or war, so we kind of have it made with phones, but you still need to be there in person. Yep. Twenty twenty, everybody started going virtual, so I started spending more time at home, and I'm like going to the games. Like you don't realize the things you miss. Like the yeah. so I started to get more into more in that, and our whole family dynamic changed. We like we were all good, but we became a lot closer. We know maybe too close sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think COVID, I think it helped a lot of people in that way, their families, because you're, yeah. I, I saw a, a video, I said it really did something. It forced people to sit back and look at the decisions they've made in their life. Like, you're stuck with that person, that that lady you married or that dude you married, you know, and, and the house you have and the neighborhood you live in and the car, everything you have, you're sitting there every day looking at all the decisions you've made. And a lot of people, man, it's just, this is the life I've made for me that yeah. kind of was kind of because you're so busy living. Um, and I'm, I love, I've realized I love my family more than others. So I just started to, I decided that I was going to do what I, whatever it took to spend more time here. So um, yeah. I started a new business. Of course, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. I also, I started coaching football. I started coaching volleyball. Um, and I sub. I took all the classes to become a substitute teacher. So I'm a substitute teacher at the schools around here. And oh, nice. Just become all around. Like I used to hate being around here. I'm like, this <laughs> 45 minutes to the to a real restaurant, and that was Applebee's. I mean, there was <laughs> <laughs> what I realized was not only is my family right here, but there's a whole community of people out here that are this town that I live in. It's just. I don't know. I used to not despise it, but I'm like, gosh, go somewhere out of Owensville. Now I, I could, I could retire here that you meet so yeah. many good people and you realize that they know everybody knows everybody. And then you're like, is it a bad thing or good? Cause they, cause they gossip. And it's a great thing because you're yeah. really, when you're living in a small town, there's a bunch of really good people. And I don't know how I missed it all those years, but my family is better because of COVID um, my business is better because of COVID because it's helped me kind of change a little bit. And yeah, I, I absolutely love it here. So yeah, four kids, awesome. a wife, happy marriage, and still have time to do a podcast at five 30 on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good. Yeah, it is awesome. I love it. Um, so what's the, you said you got a, you started a new business or yes. Yes. Okay. By accident, but so right. I'm, about I'm, of course, I'm an NFL fan. I'm, huge Cardinal fan and the Cardinals suck. I mean, they are, they are the worst football team in the history of football. <laughs> They're the longest tenured sports franchise in all the major sports to go without a championship. 1947. 
The Cubs and Red Sox were there, but they both won, so I can't. Yeah. What's the Browns? What's how long has it been for the Browns? I think they won in '51, I believe it was. Oh, it's close. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> and Detroit's right there with them, also. So, oh yeah. But the Cardinals just—I mean, they got Kyler Murray. Everybody's fired up, you know. And and here they are. The rankings come out last week. They're ranked 32nd in the league again. New new GM, new head coach. So, as much as I love football, I started. Um, I always collected football cards and baseball cards. Well, I broke them all out in 2020. And started going through them because I'm like, you know, I wonder if I have any Tom Brady rookie cards. And and then I just get in fact, I'm going through them, separating them, and then I'm seeing what they're worth online. And when one thing leads to another, and I see the new cards and the new things that are going on. And six months later, I'm buying cards again, <laughs> selling my old ones, sending some off to get graded. And then, um, yeah, three years later, I'm I'm knee deep into. It's it made me it it makes me I spend a lot of money on it. I make a lot of money on it. I'm an S Corp LLC, but I, I make so much money. I have to pay taxes on it. So, um, yeah, my wife's actually the employee of the company and she takes a payroll and helps me work it. But we, oh, nice. we, we package up and sit in the mail <clears throat> 20 to 80 cards per day on average. That's so, crazy. And I have to buy cards. And what I do is I'll buy them, flip them. Some might just hold for long term if they're rookies. Um, but there's a million different ways to make money in the card business. But I have three or four different ways, and it's I'll buy lots of cards, like a full lot, and then it's just I know what they're worth. And yeah, I've just gotten really deep into that. And it's um yeah, so I had planned on doing that full time this year. And then it hailed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It hailed on top of me. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, I need an LLC. I need an S Corp. I need a bank account, tax number. I need to start doing ACHs. The whole fired all back up again. And mm -hmm. now we're back in business again. And I realized that um, I love it. It's not that I don't love the business before or I love this more. I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm the type that loves to build and create. Mm -hmm. But once it's set up and going, management, nope. I'm not a manager. Like if I have to manage, like if I were to land a big deal and have to manage it, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't want it. Yeah. I like to be moving and doing stuff. And I did realize that I am not the management type. I'm just the, I'm the creative, yeah. kind of salesy guy. So John's doing a great job of offsetting that here. We talked about that today. Actually. That's <laughs> so awesome. We make a good team. I'm like, yes, we make a good. Team. <laughs> John makes a good team with anybody. Like this. Yeah, he, he's a chameleon. But yeah, the, the sports cards I have, I got one here that I was going to show you in particular. So I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. And I like, there's some card. I got some, like, here's some random. Like, this is Deshaun Watson. You know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. But it's still his rookie card. You know, depending on what he does, it can go up or down. He got cards like that. Um, this is the Melissa Fetty. This is called the Downtown Kenny Pickett. It's like super rare. Oh, yeah. That'd be Melissa right there. Yeah, this is uh, this is probably a thousand bucks the way it is. Just just sitting like a graded PSA nine. Um, here's a card. Look how thick this card is. Is that the it one? Is. Of, uh... This has got a silver bar in it. It's numbered eighteen of twenty. Trey Lance rookie for the 49ers. Jesus so, Christ! Well, so they've come a long way to where they have autographs with the patch on it. Rookie patch autographs. You have cards that are serial numbered to one. You have cards like this. <clears throat> Mixon has a patch in it. Serial so those numbers. patches, Brandon, they some of them are game worn. Some of them are like worn, like sat sometime, and then some of them are not worn at all. They just yeah. you know cut it. But 
Yeah, the patches are huh. is really cool now. Like it's mind blowing. You got and, the clear, you got clear cards with autographs on them. Like they're literally you can see right through them. Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle, the guys from the Cowboys, CD Lambs. But there's all different types of cards that are not just the typical cardboard cards like it used to. So it's nuts. It's nuts, man. <laughs> so, Every- so Andy was like telling me that you know, like just take baseball, you know. So there's really not like tops and Donruss and you know those. Like there's more Flair companies out that. there that are really taking off that are making better cards, I guess. Panini is the shit right now. Well, there's a company called Fanatics. You've probably heard of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they bought Panini makes all of the new ones, all of the Don Russ, all the everything rated rookie, everything is all Panini. And then Tops has their brand of cards also. Between those two brands, they own pretty much the market. And um, like this year, Tops, they did football. They don't have a license. So you'll see a player like a 49er player, but it won't have the 49er logo on it because they're not licensed by the NFL. And Panini doesn't have a license with baseball. So you'll see a Mets player with just a blue helmet. So, but Fanatics just bought them all. So huh. Fanatics is getting ready to change the game and just do, and I don't know all the details, <clears throat> but they're, they're buying everything. They just bought up the big auction place, PWCC that auctioned stuff off. Like they're, they're controlling every, almost monopolizing the industry. Oh wow! But um, if you read up on it, 2020, I'm not the only one. I fall into a trap. 2020, the whole whole market changed for sporting cards. I didn't know it, but I was doing the same thing. Tens of thousands of other middle aged guys are doing. You're yeah. sitting at home doing nothing. Well, shit, let's go to the box of cards and see if there's an old Tom Brady or Barry Bonds. I mean, that's yeah. what we do. I, so, I need to go through all mine because I've got a bunch of them. Well, that's what got me interested in it. Like, me and, you know, John was here. I was talking to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, Hampton's big in the sports cards and stuff. And I was like, I don't have a hobby anymore. I mean, golf, I guess, can, can be considered my hobby. But that's like a Sunday morning every once in a while. I was like, I need something to unwind, get my mind off of dents. I was like, shit, why not cards? But now I'm like, uh-oh. I, I done fell into something, <laughs> something a little crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like uh, I follow a, a Facebook page or whatever, and it's – uh, it's all about uh, the old He-Man toys and stuff and how oh, much shit. that's come back. I still have all my He-Man. I've got the castles. i got all that crap, you know, but it's one of the things that I'd have to spend time, like, redoing the some of the rubber and the legs and all that kind of stuff to get them back to, but it's all the original, you know, 80s stuff. So I've kind of been following that. And So this is where you really get in trouble, though. Uh, Ron, tell them about the app, the whatnot app, like how that goes. You don't want to tell you don't want to tell Dent guys about the whatnot app. (laughs) Gambling. (laughs) Here's the thing: I do collect certain players, and my team of choice right now is the New York Jets because they had back-to-back years of just three great rookies last year, three great rookies this year, and now they have Aaron Rodgers. I do believe they're going to do good if the team does good. The players' value goes up. So I'm I'm huge on the Jets right now. Um, but you can, so boxes nowadays can be anywhere from 300 bucks. You can buy a box at Walmart for $25, but it's, mm-hmm. it's going to have, it's going to have a Ryan Hampton base card. You know, it's not going to have, it's <laughs> yeah. not going to have John Yeager autographed rookie card. So <laughs> it's just not, you're not going to get your money's worth out of that $25 box, man. I mean, uh. <laughs> But in order to get that, you have to you have to get um, hobby boxes. They call them, and they're expensive. The cheaper ones are around three hundred, but most of them, the better ones, are about a thousand bucks, and and they get up there. So 
what they do is they have this app called Whatnot, and you can get on. I'm gonna boy, there's gonna be some dead guys who are gonna lose their house over this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You uh, have, Andy and I were talking about this today. I limit myself to one a week. Friday and Saturday night, I find one that I want to do, and that's it. The rest of the time, I spend on the businesses. So I did several this weekend, but it's like trying to get my collection up. So I'm just trying to play a little catch up and stuff. And I was moderate; I didn't get into the bigger no, ones, you know. So if I'm bored and if I do a bunch, I'll I'll turn on the app and I'll be working on the computer and I'll pull up one. I see a twenty dollars spot, I'll get in there. But basically, mm-hmm. they they take like five or six of those really high end boxes. And they'll open those boxes up and you can buy a team like you can buy the Cardinals or the, or the Falcons or the Jets. And every card they pull out of that five or six boxes is yours. Now, you might end up with shit. You might not get you might get that Ryan Hampton base card from Walmart. You know? <laughs> or you might end up with the Patrick Mahomes autograph number to five worth 15 grand. I mean, wow, it's, it's insane. Addicting. So you go in there, but. If you if you go on eBay and just look up, like if you look up what a Patrick Mahomes autographed rookie card is, just click on that. In the and you're talking half a million dollars. Yeah, you talk yeah. half a million dollars. So that this card right here, I showed you the Deshaun Watson. This is a 2017 rated rookie. Okay, the Patrick Mahomes of that can be thousands of dollars. I mean, it just depends on the grade. So. And then there's different versions of them. So when you get into these breaks and you, or even the cards that you purchase, even though the, the value might be X right now, if they start winning Super Bowls, if they start performing better, their value goes through the roof. So you yeah. kind of really got to pay attention to the team. And it goes for all sports. You got to pay attention to the sports and you have to, you know, you just got to keep your finger on the pulse of it and, it's like a stock market. It really That's is. That's what I was about it to say. Is. It's kind of yeah. like a stock market. <laughs> but, but if you're going to be in the st- – I don't know shit about apples and lemons, so I'm not buying into that. But I I can tell you the you know, starting and backup quarterbacks for every team in the NFL and who the coaches are, if the offensive coordinator is a pass-oriented guy, all that stuff helps, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's um, what I'm big in the football, so I figured that way. I was like, yes. might, as well, might yep. as well get in collection. And I'm, I plan on keeping my Ravens. Any Ravens I get, I'm keeping, and then the rest of them I'll try to kind of slip. and Baltimore Ravens? Oh, yeah. So they got a guy named Rashad Bateman. You know who that is? Yep. Rookie. Last last year, rookie was injured, but he should blow up this year, which yeah. they got Zay Flowers, too, so I don't know. Yeah, Zay Flowers. And with, with – uh, um, uh, Lamar's signing that contract right now. Him and J.K. Dobbins, all those guys could just go off this year. And we have a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, that likes to pass a little bit more. So, yeah. yeah well, Lamar needs to pass a little more because those running quarterbacks aren't going <clears> to pass very long. He was really good at not – I mean, he got injured past couple of years, but he's really good at getting out of the way of getting the bad injuries, you know. I think Ooh, last year was more of a contract situation. Yeah, but the older you get, <clears> you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. But to me, the biggest valued quarterbacks are the pocket passers, the ones that are like Kyle Trask. I gave John Yeager a Kyle Trask card, a rookie card that I had in a slab, and he took it down there and showed Andy. And he goes, man, Andy's a big Kyle Trask fan because he's a Florida guy. Well, I'm a Kyle Trask for a couple reasons. Number one, he he never started in high school until his last year, and he crushed it. Never started in college until his last year, and he crushed it. He's been in the NFL for two years and hasn't got any damn playing time because he's behind Tom Brady. So yeah. now that Brady's retired, he's competing with Baker Mayfield. He's got two years behind behind Brady, and he's a pocket passer that doesn't get hurt. I think Kyle Trask, I've got probably – I showed you, Andy. I bet I got 500 of his rookie cards just 
Goodness. It's either going to be firewood one day or... <laughs> <clears throat> like you say, you got to take a risk on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But pocket passers like that. And I think Lamar is going to do more pocket passing. And, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to have a good season this year. Yeah, we got a – so that offense coordinator, that was Georgia's offense coordinator last year, made Stetson Bennett look like a stud. So what can he do with, like, Lamar Jackson or an actual athlete at quarterback? So I'm excited to see it. I'm surprised they didn't take Georgia's defensive coordinator and put him on Philadelphia because they have their whole defensive line. <laughs> they do the whole team. Like they just go directly to Philadelphia. Does Auburn so, have? Does Auburn have anybody in the NFL? We did. Out. We did. But you talking about Cam Newton? Talking about Cam? Like the quarterbacks like Cam Newton? Hell, <clears throat> all them type of quarterbacks are going to end up like Cam Newton. Oh, they put some players out there. I know they have, but. Most of hey, Jerry, is Jerry Stidham out there somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in New England, isn't he? Or he I think it's, so. It, it's kind of like AJ McCarron, you know, from Bama. I mean, career backup. Stidham was Stidham was with the Raiders. He was played their last game last year when they benched Carr. That's right, he did. But here, here's a funny thing: Auburn could still beat the Arizona Cardinals. So, possibly. yeah, I'm just excited that we actually hopefully have a a coach this year that fit in with the team yeah i don't feel the last two years are horrible well in college anymore you get a new coach you better be expected to wait two to three years to see what's going to happen like we're still you waiting can't, on Billy you Napier. can't do that with auburn alabama as soon as you take that no. job you've got to beat the opposite team or you're yeah. not going to have yeah. well that's what i mean florida, florida fans get in a hurry over billy napier it's like calm down like give this man time and they just oh we got he ain't doing nothing like he ain't had a chance give him time <laughs> any 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 new coach, you you know, you take over a team. It takes it doesn't matter what it is, especially baseball. But uh, it it's a good three years before because you've got to wait. Those players are getting out. You're recruiting. You know, um, it takes a while. But but fans don't understand that crap. Boosters no. don't really care. <laughs> they want you know, results right now. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. So. We are Auburn, and we're we're good. We're gonna win the Iron Bowl, and yeah. if you don't do that. But I do think there's a lot to be said about because the new transfer portals too, like players. It's oh, crazy. And when you when you look at a coach like Deion Sanders going to Colorado, like I'm telling you, a guy like him, he will get all those players there. Oh yeah. Name alone will turn that team around. You know. Oh, That's yeah. what he lost. He lost fifty to the portal like in one day. Seven. <laughs> yeah, I think over seventy right now have gone. Have left Colorado. Yeah. yeah. But it was the old regime, so I think he's just yeah. weeding them out. They transferred, but I think they were told to transfer. Well, they didn't you know enter I mean? the portal. He, they got put into the portal. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty <yeah>. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, get, so. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a college player, and I mean, that guy, that guy was a stud. He's got a great name. It'd just be cool to be coached by him. But have you heard some of him, his coaching and inspirational? That guy is uh, – he's, he's going to create a winning team wherever he goes. But, there, the, but there's, a the lot, there's a lot of – uh, stuff behind the scenes that you don't see. Right. That's the reason like Auburn didn't go for him. Of course, where everybody's like, "Yeah, let's go for Deion Sanders," but you don't you don't realize what's going on behind the scenes and why. And and uh, they're always uh, oh yeah, but it's still Deion Sanders. I mean, he, oh I know, I know. He's, the name alone, and he's got some with him at quarterback. Stuff he'll win. He will win there. Yeah, yeah. He brought his boy with him. He's going to be starting quarterback, and he's looking pretty, pretty legit. So, man, it feels yeah. weird to be on a podcast again, dude. I've been, <laughs> I've been stuck in this town here for so long. Like they, everybody in town sees me. They're like, 
who is that guy? It's that's what uh, Brandon. I was like, hey, let's get Hampton on. I really want to learn more about some some cards and stuff. He's like, I'm down. I'm like, sweet. So I mean, I this might public announcement. This might be our last one for a minute. Me and, me and Brandon might not be able to get on here for a little while. So. I, I, I was telling him today. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm so stressed out because like I finally got where i was pushing on this roof out here it's all i got left on this video and it's like pushing like butter i'm like yeah I'm, I'm rolling and the next thing you know i gotta stop to do the show and i'm like and then you know family's coming in and out and all this and i'm like we may have to may have to take a few more weeks off <laughs> this is the first time we both had hell while we've had the show too like yeah. you've had hell but i haven't had any which i got hell and then you hauls on top of hell it's like yeah. oh my god my brain's about to explode every day yeah, and I usually don't get onto them till late at night or in the evening. So, but then again, this is kind of a good little break, you know. It kind of gets your mind off of it, and oh yeah, yeah. I, it always re-energizes me have a show, no matter what. Like even last Wednesday, John's like, "Boy, you got to switch," because I was in a bad mood last Wednesday. Like I was like, "Everybody, leave me alone. I'm just doing my thing. I'm not mad at anybody. Just leave me alone." But when we pop the show up, I was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta have that switch. You know, you know, who Clifton Atkins is. Oh yeah, yeah. So Clifton's an awesome awesome person and um the one thing i try to learn something from everybody and and i was i think it was 2016 it was 2016 arlington they got hit i was down there working with him and john trice and um i don't remember when but his demeanor is just it is what it is but one thing he does that i've never noticed he said when i go home at night done phone i don't know if his phone's off or not i don't want to but he'll he'll see this hopefully he when he's at home, he he has a switch. Yeah. He and he will be fishing with his kids, or hog hunting, or alligator wrestling, whatever the hell is that he does. Like he shuts it off, and he knows, no matter how stressful it is, or who whatever is going wrong. When he goes home, I, I'm not a, I'm not able to do it like that, but I aspire to. Like he is something. Yeah. Well, that's why, I, and that's why I wanted to get in the cards to have that something to get my mind off of work and everything. Just kind of concentrate on some cards for a little while and call it a day. I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. Last night, I when I finally turned TV off and I was trying to go to sleep, it's like I'm thinking of <clears throat> I've gotten uh, three estimates back from Denops, and I'm thinking about this one. So then I pulled my phone out and I'm looking at that, comparing it to what I'd already gotten from that insurance company and stuff, and they say, I know an hour later, I'm still looking into that. And I'm like, oh, <clears throat> put it over there. It happens. it happens. I do most of my work at nighttime. I'm not a morning person. Oh, so sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes people will call me at 830. I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I'm going to be up till 2 o'clock working <clears throat> on stuff. Yeah. So I have never been a morning person. Now, I, there are days where I wake up randomly at five o'clock and I'll make coffee, and by seven o'clock I'm like, "Shit, why don't I do this all the time?" <laughs> I love it. I'm just not wired. To that. I am wired. I won't. I won't set meetings. I won't do anything before twelve. I'm just not. I'm groggy, and I don't know what it is. I've always been like that, but afternoon, I'm full on. Like if we had done this at seven o'clock this morning, the show would be over by now. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's that app that uh, we have where we'd all hop on to talk there for a little while. What was it, twenty twenty? I think. Boxer. No, it was, what would you say again? Boxer. I can't remember. Like me, you, Amanda Christensen, uh, Corey Kleinfeld would hop on there and talk. Like we just have a little 
was like a little chat room or whatever. We just talk voice talk through there, and I can't yeah, remember the name. I think it was Vo- the orange hat, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it was Voxer. Yeah. So that was always you was on there kind of. You had some mornings where you was on there and stuff. Well, so. It depends on if I'm busy. If I'm working, I'm up. But if it's yeah. a, if it's if it's a morning that I know I don't have anything going on, then I'm probably up late the night before, and I'm just. There, see, so. and I'm the opposite. Like I can stay up late, and it's like I'm programmed now to clubhouse. That get up it. early. Yeah, James. Clubhouse. That's right. Yeah. And uh, even <clears throat> on days like on the weekend, I'm like, yeah, let me try to sleep in because the rest of the family they'll, they'll sleep in. I can't go past seven o'clock. <laughs> I'm I'm four to between four and five o'clock yeah. every morning, like clockwork. No alarm, nothing. I'm just up. I, and I, I got to the point like I would try to go. You know, like lay there and try to go back to sleep, but my mind would not stop. I'm like, I might as well get up and go actually do some productive shit instead of laying here trying to not think about it. So, yeah, it's, I'll go through spurts. There was a spurt where I was waking up early every morning, you know, but for the most part, I'll set my alarm for 7.45 and I'll sit there and just in case everybody else that wakes up at eight o'clock has questions, I'm up. And then I'll just tell me like, well, there was nothing important at eight o'clock, so I can wait till nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, if yeah. I if I'm not feeling it and I wait, <clears throat> I'm just drogier all day. If I get the extra hour, I'm I'm fine. So, it's funny how that works. Yeah, I got to tell on Amanda real quick. We talking about like going home and turning it off and everything. Like we made a rule when she started working for me. She's like, she made the rule. All right, when work's done, we're not talking about work anymore. Okay, cool. She breaks that rule every single day when I get home at night. She's the one that's, that, you know, it's still heavy on her mind and trying to get oh, yeah. the problem solved and everything. And I'm over like, oh, I can't do it right now. Yes. No, people ask me what's going on. I will look at them and say nothing. There's no, <laughs> everything going good? Yes, it's good. So, but sometimes you have to keep going. I mean, it's just, we're all human. One thing I have learned, it's just, I don't know who said it, but it's true. Everybody is doing the best they can. And it goes, it applies to so much. So some days I am fine with talking about work afterwards. Some days I'm not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't want to be talked to. Some, you know, but everybody, you just do the best you can every day and don't try to overanalyze it. And Absolutely. Yeah. Now you I mean, look at us. We're supposed to start talking about sports cars and we're talking about work again. So that's, yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> yep. I was going to say, uh, I remember a while back you had started working out a lot too. Yeah. Still, you still, doing that i do so i work out probably i was so i worked out seven days a week for almost a year and 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 the reason was who who everybody says take a break and get get you know let your muscles heal and they're like what are you shooting up i'm like dude i'm working out seven days a week i don't give a shit and my reasoning (laughs) is very simple who are the who do you know that is in the best shape of their life honestly think about that who is the most fit group of people you can think of athletes well prisoners (laughs) (laughs) prisoners are the most (laughs) you walk into a prison yard and Uh, they will smoke any football team (laughs) they ain't got shit to do but work out me mushy me mushy (laughs) (laughs) i guarantee you johnny in in fort wayne or whatever penitentiary is not taking an off day from the from the yard he's working out something so i said you know what I'm going to do this when I'm 50-something years old. And it's funny because you know who um, – I don't want to get too far up top. But there's a comedian, um, oh, Louis C.K. You know who that is? Yeah. Freaking hilarious. He said he, he just left a coffee shop, and there's a blonde walking across the street with her coffee. 
popping her head, you know. And he looks over at her, and she's like, as if. And he's like, really? Do you think that I think you want all this? <laughs> it ain't never getting any better than this. And that was funny, but that hit me. I'm like, damn, you know what? If you, yeah. I'm 50 something years old, if I don't start doing something, reality started hitting me. It's just during COVID when I'm talking about I'm home, reality starts hitting. Man, where am I going to be at 51 years old? You know, I started 20, 21 years ago. In 21 more, I'll be 72. You know, a lot of people are 72, you know, they just, they're on the rascal at Walmart. Yeah. So I just started working out and it was seven days a week. And then I was bench pressing one day and I locked my legs underneath the uh, thing. I was up to 245 and I pinched it in my lower back. It just didn't pop, but I felt it. Hmm. I always say if it hurts to stop. Yeah. Ain't never been the same. I, I'll go two weeks off and it'll slowly get better. Chiropractor. Um, everything they've done needling. Have you heard of needling? It's like a new technique they use for your muscles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, but after a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start working out again, and I do it, and it it just sucks because I can only bench like 185, you know, and you know I can only do I can only do so many sit ups. Um, everything you do of the planks, everything that you do revolves your back. Put yeah. a belt on. So I still work out. Um, but. I'm not, I, I was in the best shape of my life a couple years ago and I, I know I can still do it. So now I'm one or two days a week and I just deal with the back pain, but I'm not seven days a week anymore. But yeah, I right. st- I'm still in better shape than I ever have been before. It's like when I went to the, to the 75 challenge, um, great, felt great, looked great. And then right after when I go to start back on it again, my shoulder started hurting. So I stopped. And then it started feeling better. And then we all decided we were going to do the 75 hard challenge again. And two weeks in, I decided I'm going to lift weights. And I just really yeah. didn't do anything heavy. I love you know, this. Like, we all decided we were going to do 75 hard shit. <laughs> we all decided. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and Jeff did. And then we coached everybody else into doing it. But uh, And then two weeks in, my shoulder just completely goes out again. Top of my bicep. And I'm like, I'm done with it. Yeah. And uh I mean I, I want to get back in, but now like I feel like crap again. And so I've got to do something. I've got to <clears> but <throat> I was waking up at five o'clock every morning, walking almost three miles, um, and then doing my second workout and stuff, but it was just I felt so good. And like now I'm like, Yep, I'm gonna get up at five in the morning. Nope, snooze. <laughs> I'll get up five o'clock more, but I'm pushing in. I would do something. So I was home. I would wake up and I would do my thing, drink coffee, have my meeting and stuff. And then by noon, I would work out before I would eat for like 15 or it was either a workout or a treadmill for two miles. Right. I was an average thing. I got down to 14 minutes. From, it seems slow, but for me, it's just, yeah. it was what I was doing. And then um, I would do a workout in the evenings twice a day. And I was talking to Gene Fetty back then. I was doing 30 minutes for 30 days. Then 45 minutes for 45 days, 60 minutes for 60 days, and 90 minutes for 90 days. And I'm going to tell you what, I did that, and it will, it is amazing, no matter how old you are, how your body will just, and eating a ton of protein. Um, but when you stop, you're like, well, I'm not working out tonight, so I can eat 17 freaking donuts. And you do. You know, yeah. it's just crazy. If you're If you don't focus on one aspect of it, then you automatically assume the rest of it can be put on hold, too. So, yeah. But we're only human, so yeah. But yeah. Hey, I, I can still do the earthquake. You guys want to see the earthquake? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch. Ready? Hold. 
<laughs> Terry Crews in the house. <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes I lactate, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, shit. I was gonna say you look a little wet right there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I still do. Oh, um, That's one thing. Since I got off seventy-five hard, like I'm not working out or whatever, but I've just made. I've done better at my portion control. I'm not overeating and stuff like that. So I'm maintaining my weight. I've not lost him. I will, like on the weekend, I'll indulge and I'll be at 205. By Friday, I'm at 200 again. So yeah. it's like, but well, it's funny. For Hale, guys, if I was back out there doing it a lot, I would tell guys that Fitness Pal app. I had a nutritionist I hired during this time, too. She was, I was eating pro, doing all my macros. And you know what Fitness Pal is, the app that's out there? Like you, it's an app and you can, you can add it to your watch. I, you know, you can, everything you do is I do is through my watch. I keep track of everything, but you go in there and it tells you like she had me on, it was 180 calories or grams of protein or whatever you call it, macro protein and carbs and fat. And if you have that, then you start monitoring. It's amazing how you start paying attention when you have, if you're paying somebody a hundred bucks a month to monitor your food and you got to send her a picture of your gut in the mirror at the end of the week, it's amazing what a stranger can yeah. do to motivate you. <laughs> you, know, you look like total shit. You need yeah, to do better. Right. <laughs> I, I had some pizza at the kid's birthday party, you know. But, well, but I can tell. <laughs> but it will, the app itself, if I was chasing Hale again, I would download that app because it tells you, you know, you can program it and you, you, you have to find foods out there. Like Jeff Sandifer, that big, you know who Jeff Sandifer is? Yeah. He told me, if you're ever on the road, go to Wendy's and eat their chili. Because it's got protein in it, and it's good, and it's a diuretic too. It's good for you. There's there's a lot of things you can do, but for the most part, hail guys just have that spare tire. I mean, it's just yeah. Bruce amazing. said he's going on the amputation diet. He'll lose ten ugly pounds real fast. <laughs> Put his arm off. Bruce Howerson, <laughs> he's a trip. He's always got some great comments. He he wins comments of the show or like everything. Well, I, I call it the O diet. You eat everything in the instant O, the Oreos, Ho Ho's, Fritos. <laughs> yeah. Or the seafood diet. It's pretty much every all the food I see I eat. But well, man, it was uh we flew by. It's hour, tired. So yeah. As tired as me and Brandon was. Like it flew we didn't by. Talk great about work all year, a little bit, but that was awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. That's what we want to have, you know, be about. We want to get everybody to learn about you on a personal level. We feel like with the within the industry, that kind of grows everybody kind of tighter together and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what our goal is. Yep, good stuff, man. Awesome. And I, you know, I was going to be all about the, the football cards and stuff. We didn't well, talk about that nearly yeah. enough. <laughs> I got my favorite card. I'm going to end it with this. So, Pat Tillman, you know who that is, right? Yeah. Yep. I've card. seen this card. It's amazing. It's It's a one of one. So instead of wow. a trophy card, it's got a U.S. flag in there, and instead of like season ticket, it says War Hero ticket on the top, and it's it's the only card I saw that I'm like, you know what that that is my card, and it's I love that card sealed up, and it's uh yeah most of them have patches of their team colors or yeah. but this so this is my, this is that's my, awesome yeah that's my card. That's probably one you'll actually keep for. Oh yeah, yeah. my daughter. Yeah. My daughter. She knows she's getting it, so she wants it. So. Nice. Well, fourteen awesome. She comes down and helps me every now and then for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I got two of them that are that are wanting to come work with me this summer, and they just sit here on their phones the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. Girl. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Yes, well, sir. We appreciate Thanks you coming, coming on, and uh, yeah, everybody that's watched and commented, thank y'all again, and. Um, 
we'll we'll decide if we're gonna have a show next week. We don't might be last day. minute. Might be the might, day of yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. uh, John, John's been here the whole time. John, stand up, little buddy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you see his hair poking. <laughs> <leaf. laughs> Just like a little shark coming up. <laughs> oh That's man. So awesome. We're uh, lights back on. Why has he got the lights off? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna uh, we're gonna end the broadcast, but uh, we'll put you in the back room real quick, and then uh, once say I end goodbyes. it, we'll, uh, say our goodbyes real quick. But again, appreciate you coming on, Ryan, and uh, everybody. Thank yeah, y'all for thank watching, you. and maybe we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs>